And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am Mohammed, and I'm joined by Mark, Coach, and Yujita. Merry Christmas, everybody. This Merry is our Christmas, Christmas Merry special. Christmas. Merry Christmas, hombre. All righty. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, guys. I mean, um, I think all the Tier 1 teams last week went on an early Christmas holiday because we had some shocking results. Let's start with the NFC, where New Orleans... And Tampa Bay faced off. And a shocking result there. New Orleans 9, Tampa Bay 0. Brady shut out for the first time since week 15 in 2006. That was Breeze's first season with the Saints. That's how long ago it's been since uh, Brady's been shut out. Tampa Bay couldn't get their offense going, punting eight times. We saw Tom Brady really frustrated um, at his coaches, at the opposing coaches. I mean, it was, uh, it was a very kind of tense night for him. Uh, with that, the Bucks fall to the third seed in the NFC. Coach, let's start with this. Is this an injury-related loss for Tampa Bay, or is there some more trouble bre- brewing in that one? Oh, no, I definitely think so. I think um, with their number three receiver out because he faked a card and should have been suspended longer. Um, but when you lose, you know, three of your top five playmakers, you know, in the NFL, it's hard to win. I don't care who you're playing whether it's Chicago or Detroit or the Saints, as we say. Um, when you have those main guys out, it doesn't matter how good you are, how good of a coach you are. Um, and at the end of the day, um, when you can't match up skill for skill, whether it's offense on defense or defense on offense, you just don't win in this league. And I think right. that caught up with them. Um, I don't think, you know, as we said, you know, a very long time ago, are we worried about Kansas City? Are we – now worried about this team, or are we now worried about that team? Um, I'm not. I mean, I, I think I'll tell you what. You bet against Tom Brady. I'll bet with him, and we'll see who has more money mm-hmm. when we finish. All right, Mark. I mean, you've said early in the season. I think so, so, somewhere around halfway <laughs> through the season that you felt that Tampa Bay has have hit their ceiling. Um, we haven't really mentioned that or gone back to that take for for quite a while. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I do. They were- as coach says, they're, they're going to be close to the NFC Championship game, probably in the divisional game. So let's not kid ourselves as to what their level is. I just don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, going back to last week, uh, Brady went to 11 different receivers. So I'm not sure it's on him. Right. Uh, his rating was 57.1. But look at the drops that Gronk made. And... Those alone take everybody else out, and that would have changed the game because they they were really huge drops. And they're going to struggle. Godwin's out for the year. They're going to really miss him postseason. No doubts about that. We don't know what the situation is with Mike Evans yet. Uh, Defense is still there. You know, they only conceded conceded nine. They're going to get through, obviously, to the postseason. They're going to be a high seed. But where they're going to be, don't know. Don't know. I don't think they'll get past the divisional game at the moment. Okay. Yujita, uh, I mean, we saw the, uh, like I mentioned, Tom Brady getting a little bit angry at opposing coaches. We've seen fines and suspensions handed out for a lot less than this. Um, is, is this preferential treatment for, for Tom Brady? Is it when, when Tom Brady does it, he's passionate. When everybody else does it, it's taunting. I think it's uh, it's being surprised because you don't see Tom Brady getting flustered often. Yeah. So 
there, there is a human side to Tom Brady. So I think uh, it's good to see him getting frustrated. Maybe that's what's get, get, getting better for the postseason. Uh, but look, I mean, New Orleans had their number. Dennis Allen, who stand in HC for this game, I mean, he did his work on uh, Tom Brady, you know. Uh, he's pressured early and up front. And look, I mean, I agree with what Coach is saying. I also agree with what Mark is saying. Having players out, that makes a difference. But this is kind of a weakness I've noticed with Tom Brady. If you hit him hard, pressure really early in the game, he is flustered. Okay, it happened with the Rams, it happened with the Patriots, Saints' first game. You know, I mean, he's scored only three three points in the series now. Right. Um, so it, that seems to be like a blueprint. They had they had his, his players covered. Um, so yeah, I mean, of course they're gonna they probably end up with second seed from the games that they have. But like Mark said, uh, I, I don't know how far they'll get in the postseason. But give well, it up for Dennis Allen, yeah. Well, they, they, they play the Panthers in week 16 and nothing gives you a better pick-me-up than playing the Panthers this season. Uh, so, <laughs> no, I, I think it's quite interesting. We're going to talk about the postseason in a, a bit later, but some of the scenarios actually have New Orleans going to Tampa. Uh, and I think okay. that will be a very different game to the one that we saw last week. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's stay within the NFC. Uh, we saw the Arizona Cardinals fall to the Motor City Kitty Cats in Detroit. 12 to 30, that was a shocking result. And I think Jared Goff is proving to be Cliff Kingsbury's kryptonite in the last couple of years. Um, uh, the Cardinals have dropped now to the fourth seed. Um, they're at 10 and 4, same as, as, as the Rams. Um, they, they have an, an absolute, a very important game against the Colts coming up uh, this week as well. Um, Coach, let me start with you. I mean, is, is, should we officially be worried about Arizona? Because... This is not as, you know, injury-related as the Tampa Bay scenario here. We've seen Arizona kind of struggle on and off for, for a better part of the season. Yeah, well, it, it kind of is injury-related, if you think. You know, three out of their last five losses have been with Kyler Murray on the sideline. Right. And it wasn't until this game he got back, and they did not look in sync um, from, from the first play even. Um, I think the third play he fumbled, a snap even. So I, I do not believe that they're back. I don't think they're in sync. Um, I think they're going to struggle against Indy because they are even struggling stopping the run. Um, even as good as their defense has been the majority of the season, I think they're about 14th, 15th, maybe 13th in the league um, on defense against the rush. Um, but in the last five games, now maybe it's because they've struggled on offense, um, but the last five games they've really struggled against the rush. And at the moment, there's not a better rushing team in the NFL than Indy. With so, JT, uh, yeah. I, I can definitely see them struggling. I can see them losing the game. Um, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. Where they end up seeded, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think anybody in the West, um, with the exception of L.A., um, can beat them if everybody lines up and we're on – you know, not neutral field, but neutral ideas in terms of playoffs. So uh, I wouldn't worry, but at the same time, you know, I might be a little reluctant to say, oh, yeah, they're guaranteed number one seed, best team in the NFC. I wouldn't say that at the moment. No. Right. I mean, the, the, the NFC West is wide open now. So you've got both uh, the Rams <laughs> and, uh, and Arizona with 10 and four records, and you've got San Francisco there with eight and six. It could be quite possible that three teams from that division make the playoffs. Uh, 
Mark, what is your your outlook for the NFC West? Is it is it uh, are you I'm ready not... to to try to call it? Uh, no, see who's can't. not until week client. seventeen, I think, or week eighteen now. Um, I think what worried me about Arizona was Kyler Murray's body language. And I, I don't want to read too much into it. He looked very, very down early in the game. Coach said that he made a fumble early. Um, Missed throws. There was a bad interception at some point. I mean, it was all over the place. They're not clicking at all. And he looked, he, he wasn't, you know, a, a really good a Tom Brady would would go around his crew and G everybody up. I didn't see any of that. I'm not saying it didn't happen, just didn't see it. I didn't like his body language. He looked very negative. I think they're going to lose at the weekend against Indianapolis. They could be on a slide. If they're not careful, they could be on a slide. So, yeah, probably going to reach postseason. But, again, one of those teams, don't fancy them for the NFC at all. Who's going to stop yeah. Green Bay? But that's a different conversation. Well, Yujita, who, who, who is a threat to Green Bay at the moment? I mean, you've got Dallas, you've got Tampa Bay, you've got Arizona and the Rams at 10-4 and four records. Are any of them candidates to, to upset Green Bay in the NFC? Uh, I doubt it, but the closest, and I've said this before as well, is the Niners. Uh, wow. They've got, yeah, there it is, because uh, they've got the defense, um, and they've got a couple of playmakers who can do a lot of things. Uh, Debo Samuels, George Kittle, these guys can pass, run, and block up front. And if I was, other than Matt LaFleur, I would take Shanahan as the coach who can probably scheme around Aaron Rodgers. But I really, I mean, the way Green Bay is playing now, unfortunately, Aaron is playing at an MVP level. He could be the MVP. Uh, They don't make mistakes. They don't do dumb penalties. He doesn't take risks. You know, even if it is, it's it's throws to somebody in coverage, but still get it. So, I mean, the Rams, we don't know... which Stafford turns up the other day. First half, it was Detroit Stafford. Second half, yeah. it was the Rams Stafford. Um, so we don't know who turns up. Arizona, he looked flustered. Kyler Murray, he was pedaling backwards when he usually scrambles to the side. So, you know, so I, I don't know. So I think I feel like the Niners could be the only team that could give Green Bay some, you know, a fight. But they're, they're still going to make they're still going to make the NFC Championship, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think everybody is, is uh, feeling that way right now. Now, let's uh, transition over to the AFC, and this was uh, quite a surprise. Um, New England 17, Indy 27. You know, Bill Belichick is known for taking your best weapon away, but not in this scenario with Jonathan Taylor running for 170 yards, um, 29 carries. He had a touchdown. This is, I don't know if this is the blueprint to beat uh, New England, I think there was less than 50 yards of passing the whole game. Uh, and they just pounded the rock the whole time across and managed to get to, to New England. Coach, from a, from a coaching perspective, is this the blueprint to beat the New England Patriots with their rookie quarterback? Well, I think it's a blueprint to win the Super Bowl, regardless of who your team is. I think, you know, as always, if you can run the ball really well from week to week, not a one week off where you run it really well and have two weeks off right? Um, I think you have a chance. So you run the ball, play defense. Indy is getting in that groove. Um, and I, I look, we can like Wentz, we can not like Wentz. And we talked about this earlier in our chat, our group chat, but, you know, we have quarterbacks that are play action heavy quarterbacks that are good, 
right? right? And it makes them better. And I think wins is one of those. And when, when you can get to where you can run the ball, not for high yardages, but for successful runs on first down, even second down where you're in second and short or second and medium, it brings your quarterback play not as pressurized, okay? Um, I think if you look at New England side, they, their rookie quarterback, they're very conservative with him. Their game plans are conservative, and I don't think they run the ball well enough um, to beat other teams that run it equally as good or maybe better, um, no matter how good their defense is. Um, if, 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 if you get New England a chance to play a little bit of a head, then right. they'll run it a little better and their play actions will be better. But, you know, I, I think Indy's dangerous. I really do. I think we'll learn a lot from them this week. As I said, it's being able to run it for two and three and four games at a time. Right. Not just one. I would say the same about Philly. Yeah. Um, you know, they looked really good yesterday. Yeah. And I think if they can piece together two or three games of running the ball, they're fortunate they get the Giants and I think Washington two out of the next three. They'll be dangerous. Um, so I agree with your premise. Yes. Run the ball, play defense. Now, you mentioned Philly. Uh, Yujita, you, you have, you know, uh, Carson Wentz is... It, I, don't, I wouldn't say that Indy are winning because of Carson Wentz, but he's doing enough. It's despite him, right? Uh, on, 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 your, on the other hand, in, in Philly right now, you've got Jalen Hurts, who's actually looking like he's the future uh, for, for Philly. Have you found your quarterback for the future? Uh, well, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you this. Uh, Washington, the Washington game was the first time that I saw Jalen Hurts being comfortable with the passing game. So, you know, usually if it's on his second or third read, um, you know, I'm like hitting my head. Uh, it's not going to make it. But this was the first game where I saw him be more comfortable. And they were still patient with the run game. You know, so um, that, that was a good part of it. He, down 10 points because of turnovers. Didn't panic. And that was the best part of the game. You know, Mark and I were watching this game together early hours of the morning. Uh, didn't look good in the first quarter, but they didn't panic. They kept hitting the ground. You know, and uh, 175 yards running or more in seven consecutive games. Last team who did this, do you want to go Bears, baby? 85 Bears. Yeah. Philly's winning. Philly's winning the Super Bowl. Apes oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I right. think a, a few weeks ago, we would have said you're really stupid to say that. But from what I've seen last night on the game, um, I was really, really impressed. And we were talking earlier about teams that could upset Green Bay. Philly's physicality could. No, but I, hold on. I mean, Philly has won uh, the last three games because they're playing against backup quarterbacks at the same time. I, I think we shouldn't get carried you, away with you, it. Right? Uh, listen, okay, you but you don't run against quarterbacks. Yeah, right. You still have you still have to stick to the game plan. You still have to execute the game plan. And look, what, a parallel between the Coles and Philly, it's the O-line. Indianapolis Colts, Quinton Nelson, and that O-line has given them, you know, I mean, whatever Jonathan Taylor is doing in, in Indy is because of that O-line. Of the O-line, yeah. O-line. So Philly's same situation. Philly O-line, after it's come back from injuries, running the ball, and with that running the ball, is doing his play action, his drop plays. And, you know, Hurts' read option is a weapon. You know, as the, his mobility is always going to be a weapon. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, if they keep with the – Sirianni has done a great job, I got to tell you that, in the play calling. 
and he gave some shit to Hertz in that uh, on the second uh, turnover fumble, and that right. really that really woke him up. Just right. like shit woke up uh, coach right there. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, <laughs> sorry, I meant S star hash T. Right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, I told you guys this last week because I'm, I'm 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 confident. Yeah, and Mark said this as well. Whoever wins that Washington game the first yep. time is going to win it the second time. So I got them winning that. I got them winning Giants, and you know I'm. We might beat Dallas. <coughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Now, let's go back to the AFC, Mark. We have, with the, with the New England loss, just like that, Kansas City have risen to the top uh, yeah. of the AFC. Yeah. Um, you've got the Bills uh, at, at the seventh seed. You've got Miami at the 11th seed from, 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 from that division. Do we have a clear-cut leader in the AFC, just like we do in the NFC with Green Bay? Uh, are we ready to classify Kansas as that clear cut. No, I, I still think New England uh, you can you can never write off a, a Bill Belichick team. So I, I'm sticking with the top but they're the top two. The Bills are just not clicking at all. A bit like Arizona. That those two teams to me are very, very similar, the way they're going about their season. They've shown flashes of brilliance and fantastic play, but they've shown uh, far too much rubbish for my liking. Um, so I think you've got Kansas and New England out clear of the others at the minute. And and uh, coach, who who would you think is the best coach team in the AFC right now in terms of a coaching staff? Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> wow, well, put put me on the spot here. Yeah. Um, I th- I think look, New England does the best coaching of. They're 22 players each play. Um, But I think Kansas City probably does the best overall coaching in a seven-day period and game planning and preparation. Um, So I I think when you look at matchups, you know, I think the matchups are dependent upon how well the coaching is. I think in a one-game winner-take-all, you don't want to play Bill at all. And I think in a one-game winner-take-all, you don't want to play Andy Reid and Mahomes either. So, you know, I'll, I'll kind of pass the buck a little bit there. I do think they're the cream of the crop. But I, I, I'm still terrified at some point Buffalo's going to figure it out. All right. They've shown spurts of it, you know, a quarter here or a quarter there. And we've said oftentimes on this podcast, you don't judge a team by a quarter or a half. Right. Um, but eventually, you know, this quarter is going to get to two quarters or three quarters or four quarters. And I'm terrified at some point. Buffalo's going to figure it out, and you don't want to play them either. So, um, from a coaching standpoint, man, I'd be scared of New England. I got to say it. Now, the reason why I put you on the spot there is in, in previous uh, episodes, you mentioned Tennessee as a team that has the coaching around it. But I think they've, uh, they've kind of slid down there. Where, where do you see so, your uh, preseason Super Bowl pick in Tennessee I, I, right now? Look, they're going to they're gonna win the South just because the South is so putrid. Right. right. <laughs> um, there's just so many bad teams. Indy might sneak up on them. Um, I still think Tennessee's going to win two out of their last three, likely. Um, now, again, if, if Ryan Tannehill gives the ball away four or five or six times a game, as he has recently, they won't. Um, I think if they can get back to running the ball, they just haven't found a running back they're comfortable with doing that. Tannehill's another one of those. If the run game goes, they go. 
Right. Um, and I do think their defense is still playing well. I mean, they're still holding teams under 16.8 points a game. So, you know, when they lose, it's like 17 to 13. So, you know, they're not – I think there was one game they got blown out. But for the most part, they're not really getting blown out with the exception of I don't care which team you are. I don't care how well coached you are. If you turn it over four or five times a game, you're not going to win in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Now, Yujita. Third. Um, they've had 13 turnovers in the last four games. And look, this is the reason why they lost the Pittsburgh game. They, they out, I think they outplayed Pittsburgh. They, they on yards, um, on, on rush yards, everything except for those four turnovers that lost the game. So, yeah, especially at the start of the season, turnovers can change the way the whole playoff yeah, picture uh, exactly. ends up. And, and, and again, this is where Indy have done well. They've got a minus 14 differential on turnovers. And that's not Wentz. That's not Philly Wentz, for sure. Right, right. All right, now let's roll up our sleeves and try to uh, get our hands dirty with the AFC North. I mean, what a crazy division right now. We've seen the Baltimore Ravens lose 31-30 to to Green Bay. The second time in three weeks that Harbaugh makes a call to go for the two points when he could take one and go to extra time. Um, Mark, how do you feel about this? I mean, this is second time in a row. I feel like we're right now we're in a, the, you know, the reactions to this is, it reminds, me of, it reminds me of when, when, when Trump was running for president, right? You, it's just divided people into two camps, right? You're either with going for two or you're either with taking the extra don't, point. Don't do it. it. It's, it's polarized, it. the NFL nation, you know? <laughs> oh, if I was a Ravens fan, having seen them lose a game <coughs> two weeks before, I would have wanted them to go to overtime, so take the extra point. I would have enough faith in my team to win in overtime. I just, you know, people have said it was a really good call, but the safety made a great play. Then it's not a good call because... You didn't get the point. <laughs> you didn't get the point. I'm sorry. It, you know, you're judged by results, and he's failed badly the last two times he's he's had to make the biggest decision. Um I, I think they were bad calls. I'm sorry. I just think that uh, the the risk reward is just not worth it. He needed the win. Well, if if they if they win both of these games, they're nine and four right now, very comfortable in the playoff picture. Right now, they're the eighth seed, so they've dropped four positions down and they're out of playoff contention. Were the season to end today, coach, you were a fan of the of of the move in the Pittsburgh game when he tried to go for the two points. Um, it's twice now. How do you feel? <laughs> so I, I think I really felt like that he, he made the call with his mind in the set that he still has his star quarterback running the play. Because I think, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this, no problem. If you really think about it as a coach, and yeah, I know you, it's hard to, you've got your backup quarterback, right? And he's obviously thrown it to the tight end 97 times in this game. Right. 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 Well, if you play, if you call that play, where's he going to throw it? Yeah. His first look is very likely going to be the tight end. So if I'm coaching the defense, yeah, I know that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather take my chances as a head coach and kick it, tie it and go to overtime where at least I've got first down, second down and third down to fool them to my tight end or not to my tight end. Yeah. Because I look at great kid, played his heart out, 
played so good in the second half or fourth quarter even to bring him back and get him in the game. But he did that pretty much on Andrew's shoulders. I knew he was going to throw it to Andrews, and yeah. I'm a nobody. Right. right. I'm an old high school coach hanging out in Dubai. Yeah. I knew that's where his first look was going to be, and he's never going to look at number two or number three, not in that instance. So I think the coaching let him down a bit with the play call. I don't question the fourth down call. I question the play call on the – or sorry, not the – <clears throat> not the fourth down, but the two-point conversion. I right. question the play call, not the going for it. Yeah. Ujita, you've, you've, you've called it. You made a, a bold prediction that Baltimore missed the playoffs. I mean, that prediction looks good right now. They play Cincinnati next week. I know we're going to cover this in the pick six segment, but just kind of how do you feel the AFC North turning out, turning out in, the, in the last few weeks here? We've got Cincinnati playing Baltimore. We've got Pittsburgh playing Kansas City and Cleveland playing Green Bay. So they're all up against very tough opposition. Cincinnati and Baltimore are against each other. This is going to be the most unpredictable finish to, to a division in recent history. Well, let, let's just leave out Pittsburgh. Yeah, for uh, and even even Cleveland from their um, from their schedule coming up, I don't see them winning any more games. They're going to go 0-3. So And, you know, Cleveland, they've got their COVID issues. I don't have confidence in Baker Mayfield, even though you've done for better part of the season. Um, he's just like Tanner Hill. I mean, he's a good play-action passer, and that's all he's got. And if, if they can get their COVID issues sorted, their run game back and their defense back, then the defense is still good. If that all works, they may have a chance. But looking at their schedule, I doubt that they're going to make it so All you've got left is Cincinnati. Cincinnati is, again, another team which should probably make the playoffs. But, I, again, I don't know how far uh, they're going right. to go. They, they've got the playmakers, right? Um, Joe Burrows. Uh, Joe Burrows, he, he, 12th time he's at a uh, touchdown 30-plus yards. League leading because he's got the weapons. <coughs> Jamar Chase, Ty Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Now, if, if they can work out the plays, get the ball to those skilled players, then Cincinnati will be a force to be reckoned with in the, right. in the playoffs. But as it stands, I think Baltimore, there's no, there's no offense there. Sorry. Even with Lamar Jackson back, they, they had a few trips to the red zone, came up empty. You know, right. and you, you have to put the points on the board. You got to get close. But, um, so I don't think Baltimore, I've said it already, Baltimore's not making it. Cincinnati makes it. I don't know how far they go in the playoffs. Sorry to interrupt, but did Baltimore not almost beat the number one seed in the NFC with their backup quarterback? Did I miss that? Yeah. Almost. 30-31. I mean, it was close. Okay. In fairness, the backup quarterback's been great. Huntley's been – he's done everything asked of him. Huntley. He's been, he's been as good as you could expect and probably better than most. Backup quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but – I, I just go back to something that we discussed, I think it was week one, pre-season, before the first game. And we actually said the offense of Baltimore is on Lamar's shoulders. I, right. I just remember us talking about that. And if Baltimore were going to do anything, it was going to be because of him. And sometimes, you know, I feel that, Tennessee are going to be successful despite Tannehill, not because of. And, and that's the difference between the two. If, if Lamar Jackson was playing for 
uh, Tennessee, they would be number one seed probably. I really, you know, it's a massive difference in the, in the abilities there. I right. agree. I don't think they've got enough to really get them deep at the moment. Can't see it. Now, I can't believe I'm saying this. I know, Eugita, you've counted out Pittsburgh. Um, and Wouldn't it pr- be something if Tomlin, Tomlin snuck uh. in? That's the thing. I mean, I've, oh, wouldn't it be something? Preseason, yeah, I mean, that was my prediction, right? Uh, my prediction was that uh, they have a, a sub 500 <coughs> record and Tomlin ends up leaving Pittsburgh. And now I'm looking at them. They're the dark horse there. They're creeping up. I mean, it was, uh, especially, you know, they play against KC this week. They could win that. I mean, KC, yes, they've, um, I say they, they, Not- they, they've come back and they've become more comfortable and gone back to the old KC. But judging by how this season has gone, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Not, yeah. not with what, not with what Spagnolo, <laughs> Spagnolo has done. He's done a good job with that defense in KC. So I don't think Pittsburgh, Big, Big Ben has got nothing going on. And, and that O-line has basically negated Najee Harris's efficiency. So right. even in run game. So, yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't know how you... They might beat Baltimore. I think they got Baltimore at the end of the season. They're not going to win the KC game. So, they, they're just going to be outside the postseason. Yeah. Now, Mark, you should us the... the uh, sorry, go ahead. The, sorry. The only reason why they, they even hear where they are is because of Mike Tomlin. Not because right. of big, big, big... I think it's because of the inefficiencies of their opponents in that division. Genuinely, I think Cincinnati are blowing it. Cleveland had the chance, but COVID's kind of catching up with them. Right. Um, Baltimore, we've we've seen their deficiencies as well. I I just is it it was Cincinnati's this year, and if they don't get it, it's one hundred percent on them. I really yeah. It's like the NFC East last year. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Now, Mark, you had the um, the ESPN projection. Uh, from last week and you know a lot of the unanswered questions were in the NFC East with uh, Philly and Washington and all of that how has that changed this week let's have a quick look well, this, oh. is, this is using the same algorithm as we as we used last week which was right. win percentage so I, I just want to quickly look at the NFC and you, you've got San Francisco against LA uh, seventh against second I'm just going to quickly change the parameters to the home team. Right. And look at the difference. Suddenly you've got Philadelphia against Dallas in the wildcard game. Wow. That would be an amazing game. And, but you've also got India against Tennessee. Minnesota. Yeah. I don't see Minnesota making it there. I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh... Well, you predicted it. You predicted it last week. It's yeah. The Giants were going to do something. So, you know, you've got L.A. at Tampa. Now, we talked last week about teams going to Tampa in, in the postseason. The Rams are one of those teams that might possibly could get there and, and, and do something in Tampa. But we just go back to the win percentage again, because I think this is more likely, which won't, you know, won't please you, Jeter, I'm afraid. They're now projecting Philadelphia at nine and eight. Right. So they're, they're going to say, you're going to beat Washington, you're going to beat New York, but you're going to lose in Dallas. That's, that's how I read the 9-8 and eight situation. Right. Um, I think Washington are done, unless some miracle happens, and I can't see that. San Francisco against the Rams, you've got you know divisional matchup. You've got the Saints going to Tampa, like we said earlier, and then Arizona going to Dallas. Fascinating potential there. 
Right. Yeah, but they're predicting Dallas and the Giants tie. And they're not yeah. gonna they're very unlikely to tie. Right. Yeah. So then that puts Dallas at a thirteen and four, and they're the number two seed. Right? Because it's very unlikely to have a tie. Right. So I mean there's a lot of movement here. Um, yeah. if I'm looking at that, man, I don't think anybody wants to play New Orleans, especially Tampa Bay. No. Um yeah. and I definitely don't think um, at the moment, anyone wants to play Indy. Yeah. You've also got an, a great divisional potential, great uh, divisional game with Buffalo going to New England. So that Again, be, for the third be, time. For the third, third time. time. Yeah. So there's two teams that will know each other really well. Um, and an interesting one here with the AFC North. They only have Cincinnati going to the playoffs. So no Baltimore, no Pittsburgh. I, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that completely. Yeah, I don't see any of those teams getting into the postseason. The the big change using the, the different, you've got win percentage there. If we go back to home team for a second, just on the AFC, it's got New England being the first seed. Yeah. You got, and then you, you got, got Buffalo with KC. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that would be a tough one. That would be a great that, play. That, yeah, and then you got, you got Baltimore, Cincinnati. Yeah. Which is happening this week, so that, that could be a preview of a playoff. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you, you the wild card. You've also got Philly hey, going back to Dallas. Yeah. If my memory serves me correctly. Did not Bal- Cincinnati blow out Baltimore in Baltimore about think, week nine or ten? Like a they huge did. blow. Might be right. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. So wow. Cincinnati won't be scared of that. I still don't want. I don't want any part of Bill Belichick, and I don't want any part of Aaron Rodgers. Right, so you can have everybody else. That, that 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 looks like the Super Bowl game there. Yeah, I mean, right now, if you had to make a prediction, it's either Kansas or New England <coughs> in the AFC. If you had to put some money down, and Green Bay seems to be like the runaway leader in the in the NFC for sure, as, okay. as they yeah. have been for many many times, and only got to the Super Bowl what twice or something in their right. Rogers. 15 years. Hey, and as much as I hate to say it, Dallas's defense on the NFC side is playing about as good as anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, the they're, making, they're making up for what, what's happening on offense, which isn't great from, from how they started. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. I, I think Minnesota, there's a lot of interesting scenarios based on, you know, just, uh, just, just based on what can happen. Whatever happens, we're going to have a great, yeah. great January of football. That, that Absolutely. So, I can't wait to yeah. talk about this next week when we have the games I'm, finished and see where everybody changed. Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it out there that I see the Rams taking the West. Um, okay. Just from just just on whatever happened last week, seeing how Cardinals handled the defense, they got Indy and Dallas coming up, and I don't, I don't know if they can. They'll be able to manage those two games. And I see the Rams ending 12 and 5 and 4th seed, which then bumps the Cardinals to about the 5th seed. Yeah. So Fair enough. That's, that's what it shows here. Them is the 5th. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Excellent. Fantastic. Now let's uh, quickly wrap it up with a little bit of a Christmas, uh, uh, a Christmas special here. Yujita, who has been good? Who has been naughty in the nfl in the last couple of uh, weeks. you've got your ho 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 hat on so why don't you guys i got my ho ho so let's start with a ho ho first which is on the naughty 
English, right? Yes. We got I got I got off field Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yes. That's number yeah. one. I've got I got the Seahawks defense. I got the Urban Myers, obviously, and I got Big Ben. These are my naughties. And okay. on my nice list, oh, I, I also have Jackson Mahomes on my naughty list, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <I> got, <laughs> Do not include him in an NFL discussion. No, no, no. Because he's, he's using Mahomes' face to do all these nonsense stuff all over there. On my nice list, I got Quinton Nelson and the Indianapolis O-line. I got the Josh and Bill show in New England. And I got Byron Kennedy. You know who Byron Kennedy is? Is the guy who gave back Tom Brady's 600,000 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. For a bunch of Bitcoins and Yeah, he was rewarded. My man. Still a cool (laughs) thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I got on the nice list so far. I'm, you know, with the other standard guys. All right, coach. Listen, my naughty is the refereeing in total. Yeah, um, I, w- I would even say, especially the taunting thing. Um, I, and I'm sorry, Mark, but I have Chicago coaching, um, oh, yeah. especially on the offensive side of the ball. I just Mark didn't I, have I, that. No, not I, at I, all. <laughs> I, 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 even even in the game, you know, a couple of days ago, just their inability to put their playmakers in positions. It's almost it's almost like they're doing it to spite themselves to say I want to because I want to say I told you so, um, and I really I'm I'm not sold on so many fourth down going for it with coaches. Um, you know I, I've seen the numbers. Sure, I can make numbers look how I want, um, but I'm just not convinced that it wins you enough games. I think it loses you more games than you win, um, and I think you know especially San Diego's showing that I can say Chargers, probably yeah. Baltimore is going to show that a bit. So, oh, sorry, LA, the Chargers. Yeah. Um, on my nice list, I find it interesting that we've not heard Jerry Jones in the media at all. all right. Season. Yes. That's a good one. I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, my, my better half and my son and I were talking about that. She said, is Jerry Jones still alive? And I went, yes, why? Because I've not heard him do anything mm. stupid. Right. Um, I, I think... Ex- except, the- except for that one <clears throat> comment about Dak Prescott slump. That's the only one he did. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that's but, but, but by anyway. Jerry Jones' standards, I mean, that's great. Yeah. I mean, if that's all we're going to hear from him. He yeah. still does his Monday morning radio show in, in Dallas. But he's, yeah. not, he, he's not been controversial this year by not his standards. All. Not at all. But I think um, he's, I like doing the talking. Sorry. I yeah. like another nice list is the rookie quarterbacks this year. Uh, I think a high percentage of them showed that they are capable of carrying a team. Those that had the opportunity, um, even when San Fran guy played, I think he showed enough good stuff. Um, and then my last nice is this podcast. I've so much enjoyed even my yes. time away. I've so much enjoyed how much we've improved, but also how the people who watch us both have grown, but commented enough to us that have helped us grow. So those are my naughty nices. That's an excellent one. That's a good You win. You win. Mark, yeah. naggy, 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 naggy. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. Um, now, I'm, I'm actually going to go about naggy. There's a guy called Ted Phillips who runs the football operations in Chicago. He's out. He's gone. He's the problem. 
Okay, now the owners are not going to sell. So Bears fans watching this, then McCaskies are not selling. It's their only source of income, etc. What we need is a Peyton Manning type person to run the football operation so that he can get a decent general manager and a decent coach. And then it goes from there. Um, I, 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 Maggie, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there is ability in that team, but as coach no said, better salutation than the play calling is just abysmal and i was talking to a friend He's a ho, 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 ho. <laughs> i was talking to a friend of mine who was at the game on monday night and you know i've i've said a couple of things on this podcast about uh, matt Nagy. the words in the stadium are considerably worse than anything i've expressed here he is hated now He's really, it's, it's a great shame because he came in with a big fanfare to fix the offence. And the one thing he hasn't done is fix the offence. So he's had enough chances. Goodbye. Enough McNaggy. The good thing that I've liked this year is actually Frank Reich. Um, I just think he's done a really quiet, confident, competent job. And as the season's gone on, coach has mentioned him a few times. Right. They're on the up. There's a, there's a few teams that we've said, Arizona, maybe the Rams, uh, maybe the Bills are kind of on the way down. Maybe, you know, I'm just being careful here. But Indianapolis, they're just going up and up and up. And if they win in 10... And for the future, beyond this season as well, you can see oh, that there's a good foundation yeah, going absolutely. forward. Absolutely. I think they'll change the quarterback in a couple of years. But Wentz will get them to a good place in the meantime. Um, it, that him and Reich work well together. Good for them. They did it in Philly. They were very yeah. successful. And they, I think they could repeat in Indianapolis. So I like what he's done a lot. Um, the worst thing for me about football this year has been the, the officiating. It's yeah. been awful, awful. And if they don't fix that, the NFL have got a very serious problem going forward because it's going to lose popularity. It's going to lose a lot of fans and money, ultimately. So right. fix but uh, I, I endorse everything that uh, Eugene and Coach have said. I just yeah. Well, I think for me the, the, the has been great fun. Absolutely. I, I think my nice list. Um, there isn't anything that you guys have 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 haven't mentioned on my nice list. So I'll just focus on my naughty list right now, which is Cam Newton's ten million dollar contract, Matt Rule and Joe Brady, and the whole the mess that is the Panthers uh, organization right now. I would actually put on my on the nice list the Panthers defense. I think they've saved us a lot of embarrassment. We could have been a Jags, Jets, Texans team this uh, this year. Bears, if it, <laughs> if it wasn't for the defense, no. But we're not that far away from the Bears either. So I would say yeah. we we're 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 around at the same level right now. Uh, but I think that just that whole organization needs to go. And now Sam Darnold has been taken off the injury list, um, and they're considering starting him this week, which for me just isn't. Admitting failure. I mean, you've... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Uh, so you brought on Cam Newton. Um, uh, Matt Rule has thrown Cam Newton under the bus in all of the press conferences in the last three weeks running. He's thrown Cam Newton under the bus. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Cam Newton, but I don't like to see that from a coach either. No. I mean, I think he's trying to save his job at this point, and I think it's beyond saving. Um, I don't see him lasting uh, beyond Black Monday. So... Those are my naughty Panthers for uh, for this year. All right. Excellent, Good guys. Stuff. Good, Good stuff. 
Fantastic. This has been an excellent uh, episode, guys. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year. Merry we'll Christmas, see you guys. Christmas. Happy holidays. Pick six segments, and then we'll see you in the new year, hopefully. Okay. Take care, everyone. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Take care. See you guys.